0: Well, Brent, we're here for our second recording of the day, but people don't know yes. that, you know, because uh, we're mm-hmm. doing Tenet today. Spoiler alert. Tenet. Throwing it right oh out there. Oh my But Tenet, uh, I don't know if people know this, it's about it's about moving forward and backward in time. I think that, that has to be known. That can't yeah. be a spoiler anymore. I didn't know mm-hmm. if I understood that before I watched the movie, but I, I'm saying it now because it's a big topic of the day and I needed something to start the show, so fuck it. Sure. Um... This is a different style of time travel, if you will, in movies, and uh, we kind of did that today. That we recorded earlier today, our Easter episode about yes. Jesus Christ Superstar with our wonderful guests, mm-hmm. the the bookouts, Eric and Rachel Bookout, frequent guests mm-hmm. and and lovely friends of ours, and then now we're moving backward in time. To be able it's to crazy. do this episode that comes out the Tuesday before that one, which is crazy, and my mind's just reeling, much like I I was after watching this movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it made me think, you know, I don't remember if we talked about this before, but given that this is a new level of uh, and a different style of time travel, if you mm-hmm. were to travel back in time, do you have a style that you would like, like from a movie? Like, uh, mm-hmm. and my, one of my favorite time travel movies is about time where you just go in a closet, like a dark room, a dark closet and just kind of squeeze your hands and squeeze your eyes and think of somewhere and it goes there and you get to kind of relive that. Oh, um, like, mm-hmm. like the, the way the, that the, you would move the, back the the time? Method. Yeah. Like Terminator. Okay. You have to get in like a machine and then you have to be naked and you come out and a lightning <laughs> ball. Is that like required or is that just a kink? I think is it's that a robot kink. They can't send clothes back. You can't? Clothes are really difficult. Human bodies, pretty easy, actually. Pretty uh, easy.
1: Uh, uh, mechanized android skeleton, easiest possible easy. thing to send back, you know? But yeah. a shirt button, pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like putting a fork in a microwave. It's yeah, just, you, just it, you know, there's sparks. Hey, don't can't do that. it. Um, no, no, definitely so, not. So, yeah,
0: do you, have a, do you have a method that if you were to time travel you would prefer over others?
1: Oh, my God. Well, hmm. I, like, part of me wants to lean into everything everywhere all at once where they, like, have to do weird things to to access a different dimension. Right. But I know that's just a different dimension. It's not time travel, you know? Another well, dimension.
0: I, another dimension.
1: I mean, you know, there's, there's a whole, like, butt plug scene <laughs> in that movie that I think is hilarious, but I don't necessarily want to, you know? I mean, you do have a collection, but you don't want to use it for time travel, you mean? Well, yeah, I mean, like, look, sometimes people collect, like, weaponry. doesn't mean they're going to go out and start, like, chopping up people or whatever. It's just, like, you know, something they like to have. So Uh, you're saying you don't use the collection you have? No, no, it's, you know. Decorative? It's decorative. It goes with my uh, Nazi memorabilia (laughs) cave that I've got to...
0: (laughs) Listen, I was OK having a friend that has a butt pug collection, but Nazi memorabilia yeah. uh, kind of mm-hmm. have to draw a line. Well, I mean,
1: don't knock, don't uh, <laughs> knock worst it till you tried it, Steven. <laughs>
0: I can see your brain being like, yeah, go for it. Yep. Going for yep, it. Yep. Yep. Here we go. Fantastic. Yep, this
1: is the thing. Uh, no, uh, man. What would be the the most fun way to travel back in time? I feel like I would want to have a device to travel back mm-hmm. in. Kind of like the DeLorean yeah, or a um, uh, Doctor Who's. Uh, Tard- is it TARDIS? Is that Tardis, the thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Still need to watch that. Want, or, or or Bill and Ted's oh, yeah. fucking phone booth, right? right. Oh, my God. That, that'd be fun. But what would be something that I would want now, you know? Mm-hmm. What a, what's something that was... Oh, God. Uh-oh. Steven, the only way I can travel back in time is by climbing as high as I can oh. on top of a jungle gym. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> but, Britt, you don't have a good track record with that. I don't have a good track record, so I don't mm. know if time travel is for me. So um, That's true. Maybe it's just not, you know? You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm clearly at a fixed point in time. Not space, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that I can move through pretty well. <laughs> really fast. <laughs> <About> that,
0: yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I mean, I'm partial to the DeLorean, you know, because obviously yeah. Back to the Future, the DeLorean itself is a cool looking car and like iconic because of that movie. Um, and it's a cool way to go. You know, it has a lot of unique properties to it. So I don't like I love the I love all kinds of time travel movies and, and conceits and how they all work and the different ways and stuff. Uh, I like breaking them down tenet was a very confusing one for me and i'm still figuring it out but um mm-hmm. that style was kind of cool like this moving backwards and you go through like a turnstile thing i just love a turnstile you know so i go to the grocery yeah. store all the time and concert venues i don't even stay i just like to go through the turnstile and be like i'm out <laughs> yeah. you know that about me There are like certain zoos they have that turnstile yeah.
1: that's like bars you go through oh. yeah oh tell me about the bars man that's you my favorite say, Wee! and then you
0: just like exit <laughs> yeah. back out yeah, I buy a, a season pass to the zoo just for that. Actually, yeah, it's great. It's you worth know, it. You're supporting your local zoo, exactly. And then you're like uh, getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, because I don't like animals, so I don't know why I even have it. But <laughs> yeah. I just really love a good turnstile. Um, yeah. I think I, for for right now, I'm gonna say DeLorean. It's probably my main, my main jam. I, I had it in the beginning. Yeah. I should stick with it. It's it's probably the best looking one. It's the coolest one. Um, dogs can go in it so very true we know that which is nice so uh yeah i'm gonna say delorean for me interesting would it be a a delorean specifically or would you pick a different vehicle oh that's a good idea if you could just have the car sort of style but do something different yeah i mean again it's Mm -hmm. still uh, so iconic for that look you know uh Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure i mean the flux capacitor is kind of small i think it would fit into a lot of vehicles but it feels like it's kind of tailor-made to that so i'd probably stick with that i mean i I like other cars more than that one but Mm -hmm. um yeah, I think it'd be that or, like, a bathtub on wheels. Either way... <laughs> That'd be great, yeah. Because <laughs> you can, you but can get showered ha- if you need to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it still has the clawed feet because you're right. classy. Exactly. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, totally, mm-hmm. totally. With the wheels attached to the clawed feet, so... Oh, yeah, that be uh, great. Which is nice. But does that imply that I'll also be naked, like the Terminator version? I don't know. This is the thing. This is... I'm. You know, maybe you take the information that you've got, mm-hmm. like, it's
1: probably best to... Not travel with clothes just in case. That's a good point. You don't
0: you don't and you show up like like Marty does and they think he's an alien because he had right. futuristic clothes. Or they think he's a weirdo and like you know, what do they say is like did you just get out of a boat or something because he has that like puffy vest on? And they think he has yes, like a, think, yeah. a life vest on, you know. So it, maybe it's just a good idea in general. You just buy clothes while you're there.
1: Now look, I feel like the downside is if you travel back in time, but where you travel back into it just so happens there used to be a Chuck E. Cheese there. Oh, okay. And it is during business hours. And you show up, you're fully naked. You just stand up out of that ball pit. And you're
0: like, <laughs> well, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> Immediately tased. <laughs> actually, I'm going to change my answer because of you now, though. Uh, I think a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit, you don't know what gets lost down there. I feel like that actually might oh, be a time God. travel device or a dimension device. Mm-hmm. Um, things do get lost. So maybe you could pop up that way. But I'm going to say it with clothes, not saying clothes. I mean a chucky e. cheese ball pit is where i got covid 17 oh my know? gosh you went mm-hmm. too far it's, back it's down there i did yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's cool man i uh, i love time travel in all kinds of ways and obviously it's real yeah. which is great so mm-hmm. um just love to talk about it with you so that was fun yeah. man uh why mm-hmm. don't you say we just go ahead and jump into this thing so we can get out of the way um because we're recording too today so uh we're doing it yeah. i'm steven i'm brent Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, and I want to apologize right now, we're not getting out of the way, we're obviously having a wonderful show for all the listeners today, so thank you for joining (laughs) us, and uh, some of those listeners are also guests frequently on the show, and we love them for that, and uh, we recently had a a most wonderful April Fool's Day episode once again, our our classics, and uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. take it away Brent. Um, so our
1: dear friends, Allison and Liz, they helped us out. Uh, we pitched them the idea of like, Hey, do you guys want to just do this for us? <laughs> oh, that's the best. <laughs> when guests yeah, just do all really the work. <laughs> yeah. it's like fun for them. But then you and I are like, Hey, we get credit for this fucking thing. Uh, yeah. without really doing much of anything. <laughs> uh, but no, they did a great job. It was a really fun episode and it's like a full length LTAS episode it's amazing, as well. Yeah. You know, normally when you and I would do the, the April fool's days, Episodes, it would be, you know, maybe twenty minutes or so. Uh maybe half hour at the most. But uh yeah, they did like a full full hour and fifty minutes. Amazing. Uh, so go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Plenty of pop culture stuff is still discussed on there. And uh yeah, they they just did a fantastic job. So uh congratulations to the weekend crew. Oh, I guess so um, you know. Not to commit them to anything, but um, <laughs> right. your episode is due. So <laughs> uh, so yeah, shout out to uh, Liz and Allison on that.
0: Yeah, and thank then, you guys for doing that.
1: Speaking of t- talking to our listeners about helping us out on something, uh, recently, um, and by that I mean like a couple of weeks ago, and I just forgot to mention it <laughs> right. until now, uh, I, I set up a poll based on our conversation on the Scream 6 episode. You and I had discussed, should we do a series on the Twilight movies? Yeah, why do we say that to ourselves? I don't, I don't even remember. You know, why do we do is, this? I don't know. I might have to have my tenant self go that version <laughs> right. of me. Uh, so I put up a poll on mm-hmm. Instagram, and I did end up tagging a few people because I thought they might be interested in mm. voting before the poll, uh, which only lasts 24 hours, went down. Uh, I thought they would. Want to jump in. Turns out uh there are more people than I expected voted in this thing.
0: It's pretty great and, for us, uh, yeah.
1: So much so that uh the the split on the percentages was like uh more um slanted one way than the other by a hefty margin. Too much, by, you might say. One might say Mm -hmm. yes. I thought it might be like a 50-50 split, meaning that one person voted one way, (laughs) one person voted
0: the other, you know? (laughs) And it was you and me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you vote? I I, I abstained. No, I did not. I let the listeners decide. Right, okay. Yeah. Good, good. So, uh,
1: I put up a poll that said, should LTAS review the Twilight movies? Yes or no, Mm -hmm. right? 86% people said yes. Damn, that's a lot of people. So, 14% said no. Uh, thank you to everyone who voted. Also, fuck you to everyone who voted. Uh, and <laughs> fuck ourselves uh, for even putting it out there in the first place. I know. I know. I, I regretted it. At first, I thought, oh, this is going to be funny. You
0: know, this is, there's no way this is going to get voted for. I mean, but, uh, you know. It'll be fun, I think, overall. Like, because mm-hmm. I think what, it, I don't remember what really brought that up, but I remember talking about it a little bit with you where I'm like, it was like Pacific Rim, where if you, it, once you watch Twilight like eight or nine times, the first movie, it starts to become mm-hmm. really good. <laughs> and i've seen it that many times and i think because robert pattinson and uh i'm forgetting i'm blanking on her name right now Kristen stewart stewart yeah. uh, because they've become such great actors after that like i didn't realize they were good actors then or, or they gotten better mm-hmm. or whatever however you want to say it um that's a different way to watch it as well but it is still very silly and it, uh i'm i'm curious for the first one the other ones i'm kind of scared of um, because I just don't think they're going to be that, that much fun, that that good. But I think for yeah. the show, we're going to make it work. We're going to have a good time with that. And uh, I can't wait for you to see uh, that <laughs> fucking creepy ass baby at the end. So <laughs> it's going to work. Yeah.
1: Look, I've seen them all before, but just like one time. Mm. I think I've have maybe seen the first one maybe two or three times. So but, rookie numbers, you got to bump up those numbers. I guess so. Yeah. I'm going to have to put them on an endless loop right. going forward. But I imagine that's something we'll get to later in the year, you know, after 300 and whatnot. Yeah. So. We just
0: wanted to get the poll out there. Right. We know yeah, we're going to do yeah, it, so. but we have to decide when now. To <sighs> yeah, block out that yeah. time. Did we decide how many movies are there? Not decide. But I think there are five. Are there five? Fuck. I think so. Yeah. Four. I could do easily. I'm like, that's just a month, but five is like, well, we're definitely going into double month territory there. So um that's gonna be a lot yeah and i think you had mentioned that your wife had voted for this oh i believe so hmm yeah hmm so and i'm then getting divorced later on she regretted it yeah well yeah much like we did putting it out there i feel like you you kind of like <laughs> haha yeah make him watch twilight and then you're like oh if i listen to this i have to listen to twilight so yeah but it'll be fun yeah. i'm telling you it'll uh they're they're silly they're stupid but uh, they could be a good time, and they have some good people. And Kendrick is on the first one. Fucking great. Just one of our like, first movies. Yeah. So that's awesome. So, um, Yeah, that's see true. Her again. That's and, true. Um, uh, Peter Facinelli's in it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see how it plays out. You know? uh, yes, I just looked it up. The
1: uh, complete saga of Twilight is five Ooh. movies. So Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn Part 1, and Breaking Dawn Part... Let me check here two what if we just
0: didn't watch those last two and we instead just watch Breaking Bad
1: but <laughs> acted like it was the same storyline
0: is that, yeah. does that work I think so okay. they're basically
1: the same it's you know? pretty close hmm we watch the first season of Breaking Bad and then uh, instead of watching season two it's breaking Two electric
0: <laughs> see this is a great series this is working up to be yeah.
1: something quite special I feel yeah no these movies didn't start out
0: <laughs> great but now it's fucking weird I don't know what we're getting <laughs> all right so that'll be good whatever that comes in the future we'll we shall mm-hmm. see but um yeah the fans have spoken so there you go that's true yeah and we yeah. did it to ourselves well um i know i have just one little mini topic and i think you did too yeah. uh do you want me to start with mine real quick you want to do yours um, what do you want to do yeah let me let me do mine real Get quick the way, because man, uh it. mine
1: is uh, another stand-up special Ooh. you and i a couple of weeks ago had talked about the chris rock right. um selective <laughs> outrage or whatever mm-hmm. his, his netflix special was where he talks about like the last eight minutes of his, his special or him talking about the will smith oscar slap right, right. you know and i heard on a different podcast that marlon wayans mm-hmm. has a stand-up special that came out i think at the beginning of this year in 2023 it could have been at the end of last but uh it's called god loves me it's on hbo max and uh it's him talking about the slap for the in- for oh. his entire special. And if you go back and, and you review the slap uh, footage, Marlon Wayans isn't in any of that. <laughs> Was he even so, invited to the Oscars ever? I, I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. They don't make that type of movie, you know? Yeah. So, um, but he, he talks about, well, look, he talks shit on all three of them. Like, he loves Chris Rock, and it considers him, like, a mentor, but, like, he does shit on Chris a little bit. And then Jada and Will... And he he does relate it all back to him. So it is kind of funny how he does that. Um, it is a little bit like self-indulgent, mm-hmm. but also it's like it's comedy. It's just like we we kind of want to hear people joke around about it. But, right. you know, uh, how can we like get in on that? Really? It's mm-hmm. it's just outside of saying, uh, you know, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. Uh, there's really like not a whole lot of runway for most of us right. beyond that, you know, just that, that touch point. But Marlon, yeah, he goes a full hour I can't even imagine making an hour out of that that I wasn't even involved in. <laughs> like and he wasn't part of it, yeah. I would just never do that because it is kind of self-indulgent, yeah. But. Sure. Um, so uh, he said that he, like, got out of comedy for, like, 20, 25 years, something like that, because Chris Rock roasted him so hard once that he just like gave up on it and just started like making comedy movies and whatnot. So like the the scary movie type movies and whatnot. Um, But eventually he got back into it and he goes on to kind of relate how each of those three individuals have played a part in his life. And then like he kind of travels forward in time to the slap and then he'll like move on to the next person go back to when he first met them That's Tell them kind of story. So he's yeah he's a pretty good storyteller in that that regard but um uh, yeah he didn't specifically have anything to do with the slap itself but he kind of like brought himself into it right and it's like if you're gonna do that make it funny and i think he did so respect yeah it's kind of a a, a very unique stand-up special but I mean, it, it, I, I thought it was fine. I laughed
0: out loud a, a few times. I'm not a huge Wayne brothers fan. Like any of the, any of the yeah. Wayans I used to really love In living color, but a lot of their yeah. movies, like I just don't get the humor. I, they're just not my, my shtick. I remember passing that on age. You said it was HBO max, right? His, his special, right. I remember passing it on there and just being like, oh, I'll never watch that. So it's intriguing to me <laughs> that you brought it up, but, uh, mostly cause it's not my style, but do you like sure. them usually? Or how, why'd you pick this one? I guess to watch. Uh, I was just interested to see what
1: his standup was like. Yeah, I've uh, never seen you know, it, yeah. this. That's a good point. Like everyone knows what the slap is at this point, so it's like a cultural touchstone. It's a really interesting uh, starting point mm-hmm. or a, a a way to look through that keyhole and kind of get to know him. And he talks about his his family upbringing and you know his uh, you know he's it, Damon Wayans and um, uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans. There were his big brothers, mm-hmm. so he's. Kind of grew up with comedy and, and being in the industry and
0: whatnot. So uh, I like yeah, I just more, are, by the way. Yeah. like yeah, Damon, especially, yeah. was one of the funniest on Living Color. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. A lot of characters on that show would not, you know, be allowed on there. today. But my favorite character his, is the like mentally handicapped superhero, which is not <laughs> called that, What is it? Handyman. Handyman. Right. Uh uh-huh. It was so fucking funny. I even saw like uh, just like the thumbnail of a clip on that the other day. And I was like, oh, that does not age well. But nope. man, I remember laughing nope. at that so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it even like if it even like is bad necessarily uh, it's just the subject mm-hmm. matter. But I, I, I am kind of a person who thinks that comedy is meant to make fun of the sh- the, the really shitty and serious things in our world comedy mm. is meant to break down those and like you know allow us a little bit of levity and uh as long as you're not making fun of people i think mm. that's okay but it's like yeah uh, like a mentally handicapped superhero is actually like could be a good idea depending on how mm. you play that so i, I haven't revisited right. it but i'm afraid to you know i'm like i have good memories <laughs> yeah. of laughing at it as a, as a kid but not so much anymore i'm not sure yeah, when you watch it as a young person,
1: you're you're not making the one-to-one connection. It's just right. like, oh, this guy is being weird. You know, it's it's odd to see a superhero that way. Right. But, you know, as you get older, you're like, ooh. Oh, but that's
0: bad. That's, that's <laughs> probably not a good look. <laughs> it's like, it'd be like being like, I'm the pedophile superhero. And it's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, it's not good. Don't do get that. Get out of here, Epstein. <laughs> right. You're not part of the Justice League. Get the fuck out of here. That's, uh, that's good, man. I don't know that I would check it out, but yeah. uh, I am intrigued yeah. by the slap and... uh in general, and the idea of that special is pretty pretty mm-hmm. unique, so um, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, well, I've been pushing my my one thing on my list. I've been pushing it around the plate for a long time now. Uh, for the last like okay. two or three weeks, just haven't been able to work it into our mini topics. So I wanted to finally say it. And so much so that I'm like, did you ever do this? You write notes down, and you're afraid you just didn't check it off, and you're like, did I talk about this before? Because once I once I say it on the show, I just forget everything, you know. So. Mm-hmm no I catalog all my stuff but anyway you're smart about it I'm just saying that sometimes <laughs> I try to and then I don't and then I'm like oh no and I know yeah. you've taught me how to go back to our Instagram and search things but um, I'm not on Instagram a whole lot so yeah. uh, I, I just don't think about it but uh, so That's we right. we watched recently the the split season 4 of You on Netflix um, oh, I've not seen any of it. I couldn't remember. I, I, I feel like I've either in real life or uh, online, it seems like a, a lot of people that I know that did watch the show have kind of dropped out. Like a few of Amanda's coworkers finally got to a point where they're like this is just a little too creepy, a little too much. I couldn't remember if you guys were at that level or if you liked the show or, or where you're at with it. My wife tapped out halfway through season three,
1: but mm. I stuck with it. Uh, like you know, True Champion, and I am looking forward to starting season four. Right on. It's just stuff kind of kept coming up. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, when that was being released, and I just didn't get a, a chance to start it. But uh, yeah, so I, I do have up? interest in
0: right. uh, watching and mm-hmm. watching it. Okay, so this season yeah. they did uh, some unique things. They uh, they split the season. Um, I think it's five and five, maybe episodes um mm-hmm. so and we were curious about that why that was and it, and it works it's not just a ploy i i thought one of the things I'll, I'll tell you going into this is i thought that for some reason that i'd heard an interview that this was the final season and that a lot more oh. was going to get resolved um But there's a season five in the works. And so don't think that I went into it Mm -hmm. with different expectations. And so as things played out, it was kind of interesting, but I thought much like the twilight movies and like all those in that era kind of, they wanted to like make more money and like split it up and make, you know, make the two, the two parter ending. I thought that's what they were doing with this. And that would be like a dumb reason. But when you watch it with no spoilers, it does, there is a, um, a story reason, a plot reason of why they split the seasons. Uh, this season and uh and it works and it's cool and they uh oh, they do some different things they they move his character forward um i think that show is really great mainly because the actors that they get every time people that i've never seen before or like barely seen mm-hmm. everybody is really really fucking great and i fall in love with everybody on there uh, whether they die or not and then i want to search for mm-hmm. them on other things so um this is like he's moved to england and so it's like a bunch it's a new like english cast and um so they're all great um i just like his his trajectory i i i, I love uh pin badgley the the actor has mentioned so many times that like a lot of women love this guy and he's like he's awful like he's a murderer like yeah. nothing he does should say that you should like him but he is weirdly charming whatever and i i mm. i thought again this season would be the last so like, that they were gonna like finally like he was gonna get his due Um, but he's, he's still doing his thing and it, and it comes out in all these convoluted ways that are, that really work out well. So, um, he'll continue on in season five. So that's the only spoiler I can give, you know, obviously that'd that'd be easy to find out, but, um, but this one is, uh, is stellar. I think every season has, has surprised me that the quality has kept up and Amanda and I both really loved this season in particular. Um, eventually I'd love to go rewatch them once it's all finished and everything and kind of get the whole arc, but um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. I would I would highly recommend it if if anybody's still into this series, they really do justice again and and pin Badgerly every time I can see him is is a great day. So yeah, yeah, I think so. And I had heard
1: you know without watching season season four that season five it was like renewed and going to be the final season mm-hmm. and whatnot. So gotcha, yeah. Um, I'm I'm expecting that, but uh, I'm glad that there's a reason for that mid season. Uh, it's cool break in episodes i guess yeah they
0: do some new things that i would be a way big spoiler to even mention so i'll just let you uh, mm-hmm. let it play out but uh um, okay. it's cool man and uh yeah we were we were into it so that's
1: awesome I dig man it. yeah i i like it i like that he's a serial killer but he does fuck up and he also gets fucked up right like throughout a season so just because he like you know mostly gets away with it doesn't mean that he's you know a away scot-free he does right
0: like, walk away with bruises and scrapes and shit yeah he kind of gets into it sometimes and he makes dumb decisions mm-hmm. sometimes but then it, it always like plays out really well I, I find that this the way that they write them the way the stories flow they they always feel thought out and purposeful it's not just like mm-hmm. fi- there's not a lot of filler in that show to me um, and, and, maybe because every actor is so intriguing to watch. So there's like nothing I would ever want to cut out. So I think mm-hmm. they, they do a good job all around and, uh, yeah, this season they, they still did it. So that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, uh, did you want to go ahead and jump into our main topic today then? We might as well just slide up in them guts. Oh my goodness. That is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. We're talking <laughs> about Tenet. <laughs> Tenet today. Uh, this one came out in 2020, I had forgotten until I looked this up again as I watched this movie that um, that came out in 2020. And it was one of the one of the main ones that I remembered once I once I saw that again that, you know, got shuffled around so many times. Uh, I guess it's it was supposed to be uh, released like basically right when the pandemic started. And then. It got moved back a bunch of times and was released later that year. But um, I feel like this one definitely was hurt by that. I think a lot of things like I even noticed on the Wikipedia page, they talked about how it was a $200 million budget. They made $365 million worldwide, which is more than their budget, but is for his movies and this type of movie is not very high. And they were like, this is the fifth highest grossing film of 2020 and a huge (laughs) box office failure because everything was that year. And that's wild to me. Yeah. That we'll have to, like, think back in context with, like, that year and these years to be like, well, that movie would have done better, but it it couldn't be released, you know, in theaters. Who could stop the unstoppable juggernaut that is Sonic the Hedgehog? Right, exactly. You, you couldn't. Know? You yeah. can't. You can do it. You can try. You will fail. It's too fast. I assure you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was... Uh, I remember watching this on whatever, like streaming when it finally came out. Um, I think again later that year, but i had watched it one time and then uh, for this podcast, I obviously watched it and then I watched it earlier this week and then I had to watch it all over again because I had never done that. I I had let it breathe for a lot of time and tried to figure it out and read some online articles about what was going on. Mm -hmm. But once you know what happens... And you have this back and forth time travel thing. Then you really want to be like, okay, well, what was this thing earlier? And what was this person doing? And I'm still fucking confused is basically what I'm saying. But I did watch it twice. Uh, I'm curious for Mm -hmm. your history with this movie, though, Brent. Um, it came out in theaters, and by
1: that I mean like drive ins, primarily mm. where I'm at. Mm. And a uh, matter of fact, I, I believe uh, our uh, sometimes guest, DC Hopkins, David Hopkins, mm. uh, he was on an episode with us back at the end of 2020, and he had mentioned a story where he had gone to the drive in to see this movie, and uh, like, uh, I think toward the last half hour of it, his car died. So (laughs) he couldn't like finish how it, uh, how it ended. Um, I don't, I don't know what he thought of it after that. I don't know if, if he's seen it since, but, uh, yeah, like I saw that it came out on HBO max at a certain point and I was like, Oh, I need to watch this. But it wasn't until we decided to do the movie for the podcast that I actually sat down to make time to watch it. Um, I like Christopher Nolan's films. I think that my favorite movie of his is Memento. Mm. I remember liking that movie very much mm-hmm. back in the day. I need to rewatch it, but um that
0: one clearly I'm not. Same thing. Yeah, you gotta like once you know the, the story, then you're like, wait mm-hmm. a second. And you wanna rewatch yeah. all of it just to be like, put the pieces back together, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um so I uh yeah, I generally I like his movies. I was excited to watch this one. Uh honestly, for um the listeners, the, the next two movies, you know, as of last week, the next two movies for me to watch were going to be Tenet and then Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> so I was like, well, I know where my bread is going to be buttered this time. Um, but uh, I'll be honest with you, Stephen. I did not care for this movie. I, I, I didn't think struggled you, I so hard with it. Yeah. You know, when I was going to watch everything everywhere all at once, there was so much hype around it that I was worried. Mm-hmm that I wasn't going to understand what was going on just because right. I knew there was going to be a lot to it. There's dimension hopping and it does take a little bit of time before you like get there the first time. And, but still the movie holds your hand pretty well. Right. And even though there's a lot, a lot of fucking insanity, in that film, it, you understand where you're at in it at all times. It's not mm-hmm. that confusing. Um, and they do this weird thing with the dialogue where you can understand the actors and what they're saying. Oh, interesting. Which is wild. So you it's like that? Very, I do okay. like hmm. that. And I, hmm. I'm, I'm actually writing a letter to Congress right oh, now. Oh, no. Uh, speak to text. I don't, I don't read or type. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to go. So maybe Christopher Nolan can um, take that into um, consideration right. for his next movie film, Oppenheimer. Oh, that one's gonna yeah, be we'll worse. See.
0: Guaranteed. because we'll uh, I've oh, heard yeah. he wants it he wants people to hear the uh, nuclear blast as close to reality as possible, which when it happens, you can't hear a lot afterwards because it's a huge explosion, apparently. And so yeah, he's gonna lean into that. So it'll be interesting. Um I don't have a that's something I want to talk about. I, I guess I wanna I wanna okay. say the uh two things. I wanna get into the cast list here in just a second, but to your sure. point. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is kind of like a general Zer that has like those cool skate shoes and is like eating a popsicle, riding down the street in skate shoes on a skateboard, just having a good time. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a good movie. It's just an entertaining movie. It's just having a good time. This movie Mm -hmm. reads the newspaper. It's it's slow. (laughs) It's methodical. It's borderline boring at points. Uh, It's very long. You know, so, uh, yeah, I'm with you there that it's like the other movie is way more entertaining. This one is uh, a thinker, but in a good way or not. That's what I'm kind of here for. I'm not sure. Um, Yeah. Same.
1: We uh, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be mean about the movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just simply not for me. And from what I could tell from some reactions I've seen online since watching the movie. I feel like a lot of people it, are kind of yeah. feeling my way. But know? I feel like
0: it's this one is hard because I feel like his movies benefit from theaters. His his movies benefit from word of mouth and yes. that discussion afterwards. And I feel like he's built up this this whole group of people that really like his work and like to watch them in big screens and then go discuss them. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a different world. And I feel like it's – I remember when I first saw it on, on my TV screen, I was just kind of like it is a little lackluster. There is something to be said. Like I'm not a huge theater guy because they – generally sucked for me like the experience sucks there but i do think that there's something to be said of like when all the stuff came out during covid just a video it felt like oh well this is everything's just a tv movie now and they did yeah. lose a little gravitas through that mm-hmm. you know and this one would definitely needed that to to be able to carry it through a little bit so um obviously as we were saying this was written and directed by Christopher Nolan um for a cast list we got John David Washington as the protagonist um, I particularly wondered if he would just be like, that's fucking lazy and stupid. I think that's been a, a complaint I've seen online. <laughs> it's the <laughs> unobtainium of character names.
1: <laughs> but like, I get it. I, I feel like he shouldn't have called himself the protagonist would be my note on that. You I know? like that. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe somebody else should have been like, uh, said something to the effect of, you know, we're, we're our we're all our own protagonists of our own story. Right. And he said, you know, you're the protagonist of this one or something like that. So that could have been his name, but like for him to be like, I'm the protagonist, you know, and he says that he a says couple it of, a times. Bunch of times. <laughs> it's like, are you the protagonist? or Are you the black Klansman? Okay, <laughs> sir. Get it Calm right. Uh, Get it right. Please. He
0: is interesting though. I, I did like him. I don't know him for much else, but those two movies, black Klansman and, uh, and this one, but John David Washington, I, uh, son of Denzel, which is pretty cool. Did you not know that? What? Denzel Washington's son. Yeah. How? (laughs) How old is Denzel Washington? Isn't that wild? Uh, How old do you think John David Washington is? Uh, I'd say, just based on, like, the
1: beard, uh, I'd say maybe, like, late 30s, early 40s. You got it,
0: 38 today, 1984. Oh, happy birthday. yeah he's uh july he's a year uh about a year older than me so he was like 36 in this movie though but um yeah crazy right yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i i felt like they could be like maybe like uncle and nephew i get you like he's it's like a whole generation like did denzel have him when he was like 10
0: i know right i wonder yeah let's see how old denzel is because uh denzel was born in 54 so my parents uh were born in 57 they had me in 85 like that makes sense you know oh okay yeah. i guess that tracks yeah but i think it's no. just that denzel looks so young and always he's, yeah. been, he's one of those actors that has looked the same since like 1989 like he just hasn't mm. changed in all his movies and so you're like well like he's not old enough clearly but even yeah. in that year he had a six-year-old kid or a five-year-old kid so uh there yeah. you go but um yeah and apparently too i'm looking at this guy uh Uh, He was like a football player. He was signed with the St. Louis Rams in 2006. And then... um, Yeah, same. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's been uh, a few other things, but uh, then became an actor, which is crazy. So um, I think he's really good. I think Denzel is one of the generational actors. You know, that he's kind of Mm. unobtainable. Um, He's the unobtainium of of (laughs) actors, yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) I heard that on a podcast once, yeah. (laughs) I think John David uh, Washington is also really good. Um Robert Pattinson of the Twilight series we uh, we've mentioned. My god, he was fucking charm city in this Isn't movie. Isn't he so good in this? He really was. Oh, I like, think he's I, great. I think he might be a good I actor. Know, I know, I know, man. I'm just going
1: to put this out there but like, you know, I I really do uh I didn't watch a trailer or oh, okay, anything cool. before rewatching uh, that or watching this for the first time and uh I I knew that um uh oh what was that guy's name? Which one? Robert, uh, John David Washington. Yes. Mm. I knew that he was in it. Uh, but that was it. I, I I couldn't remember any of the supporting cast. So when, uh, robert pattinson rolled up i was like oh no here we go <laughs> Not for but like any reason. just just because he's he's a really good serious actor mm-hmm. and i'm just kind of used to him in those type of roles but in this he was like smiling a lot and he was just having kind of a, a grand old time so it, it was uh it was fun to see him on screen yeah, for sure just it's appearing to have a blast i don't know what it was like on that set but it seemed like he brought uh, a lot of charisma to a,
0: a movie that was almost devoid. Of it. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Even though I like this movie, uh, I think that's, I can, I can totally see that. I can see any kind of complaints about this. My main mm-hmm. thing is that I'm still just so fucking confused. And if you're, if you're not into it, if you don't like it, then it's like, I don't even, know if that bothers you because you're like, I have nothing to go back and watch on this. Like, I don't need to figure out who was going backwards here and what they're doing here and whatever. Uh, But to me, I was really intrigued this time, this second and third Mm -hmm. viewing for me to be like, all right, what is going on? And it's still so confusing in my head. So,
1: yeah, like watching this movie does make you obsessed with time because I found myself checking to see how much time was (laughs)
0: left The, the entire time I was watching the movie. I will say that I... I watched this in, in chunks like we do, right, uh, uh, for the podcast a lot of times. We just don't have the time sure. to watch them all in a row, especially this this long of a movie. But um, I watched it, and I remember being like – I remember stopping it for that night, that first night, and being like, well, I'm, I must be halfway over. And I was 40 minutes in. Oh and my that's no not idea. even a third of the way through. And I was like, God that, damn.
1: <laughs> that's like even before you get to that like one fight scene. You right, know? right. And I, I was sitting there. I started watching this, I think, uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to see how far I can make it through this. I might even be able to finish this. No, I made it, like, up through that, that fight scene. And as it was, like, starting to to go down, I could feel my head, like, starting to nod. Because I was, like, about <laughs> to pass really out. So I was like, I can't. You know, I I, I want to leave this on a high note. So I kind of rewound to the beginning of that scene. And then uh, the next day I got up and I, I resumed from gotcha, there. Yeah. And then I watched it in, like, a third chunk. This afternoon, but yeah. um, So it took you a while. It took me a a while. Right. And I feel like it took this movie a while (laughs) as well, you know? It really (laughs) took its time. And again, I, I don't think this is a shitty movie. It's just the way it was told man right. like i i don't know
0: about this uh, but do, do you want to finish the, the yeah, cast list before we i get almost to started that. to say a whole other thing and i looked down and i was like <laughs> oh no. i should really fit in we've only gone through two names <laughs> yeah, the third person in this movie <laughs> our show is going to be mimicking this movie we like going back and forth in yeah. time and it's like way too long and people are checking their watches yeah. uh so elizabeth debicki as cat the uh yeah the satyr's estranged wife uh, we haven't gotten to him yet but kenneth brana is Sater. he's the like mm-hmm. antagonist to this story yeah. and uh that's his wife and she plays a big part because um they they need someone to like get on the inside or whatever um dimple kapadia is priya singh uh, that's the uh, Indian arms trafficker. I don't know of her many things, but I thought she was also excellent in this. Um, I liked her a lot. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't understand what the fuck she was
1: saying because, like, <laughs> it seemed like anytime she was talking, and it was her and the protagonist just talking outside of her residence right, right. or, like, walking through a, a city street or whatever. It seemed like the background noise was so fucking loud. And, uh, you know, as an ugly American, like, when I hear an accent, I have to listen extra close oh, right. until I could kind of, like, pick up the. Uh, rhythm of how they're uh, speaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I can kind of roll with it. But it was so difficult because there's like the sound of bicycle spokes <laughs> in the background were louder than what she was saying. It's like so. more
0: spokes, louder. <laughs> 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 it was a lot. It really was. Okay, I'm going to get through this real quick because I want to talk about sound. Sure. That's like my main, the, the yes. main complaint about his movies lately and this one in particular so uh mm-hmm. michael kane shows up for a little bit kenneth braun as i mentioned is the uh the antagonist um mm-hmm. who we got uh himish patel is uh the, a fixer hired by them um i knew him from the movie yesterday the beatles movie um so i just like him a lot oh. and then um looked look cool i, I love, love that dude his beard rules yeah, yeah. He's, he's fantastic and then and yesterday mm-hmm. it's really funny because he is He's just like a British guy who, you know, stumbles upon this magical thing or whatever. And and he's very, very charming in that movie. So I don't feel like they got to use him a lot in this one. So uh, if you liked him, yeah, I would check that one out. But uh, is that another time travel movie? It's not a time travel movie, but it is. uh, But it's
1: called Yesterday. I know, man. (laughs) Weird, dude. Listen. It's all weird, bro. My troubles
0: seem so far away. You know? was <laughs> and then uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I've forgotten about yeah. being in this movie, but uh, he's mm-hmm. he's also like Robert Pattinson, been an actor that I've been so intrigued by his his acting choices, his filmography, and uh, I thought he was great in this as well. As like uh, his eyes, yeah. he's like a, a military commander, and he's solid, he's stoic in that. Uh, but I think he works really well with the other guys. So. It makes sense for his character right.
1: to be stoic, you know, like when is the last time you saw like a military guy be like, hi, how are you doing? You know, <laughs> hey. like I get it. I get it with him. But, you know, uh, it, it is like he shows up out of nowhere and somebody asked him, how do you get here so fast? He's like, Oh, I took a bullet train didn't there. <laughs> You're like, that works. Yeah,
0: it works. Um, yeah. All right. So my first note had been uh, Nolan's movies are big, bombastic uh, from the music to the visuals to the intricate plots. This one is like mm-hmm. that. But is, is it as good as the others, as his other movies? I think that for Brent, yeah. that's a no. Yeah, no. That's a, that's a going to be a hard no for me, dog. And part of that yeah. is because of the sound, the the big bombastic stuff. And, and that is a, a huge complaint about this. Uh, my buddy James, we had talked about this that when I told him we were going to do this movie. And he said he didn't have a problem with it. Um, I think he has a better system probably than I do. Um, And Mm -hmm. in particular for me I did not go see this in theaters So I don't know that experience A drive-in sounds atrocious I don't know how you would understand anything uh, Through like your radio speakers Or like some speaker hanging on the side of your fucking car you know, that just seems like an impossibility. <laughs> uh, for me, though, watching this at home um, and then rewatching it this time, I got two viewings. So I watched it all kinds of ways. I watched it on a yeah. TV, like up close. I watched it on, with headphones, like Apple AirPods. I watched it with speakers. I watched it all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, the, especially the second and third time I watched it, it wasn't that noticeable to me. I didn't notice the the sound mix was that bad. Like, it does sound like a lot of his background stuff is too loud, but I could understand them but in particular because i use subtitles i use subtitles on almost everything at home Uh, and i feel mm -hmm. like in the theater i would have had a much harder time understanding this but given the fact that i've always watched it with subtitles has really helped me understand more so it didn't bother me as much but you obviously noticed it um what was kind of your viewing experience like you had a few different times was it like ipad Mm -hmm. tv headphones what do you got no, I watched it on my TV in
1: the living room the entire time. You, um, you know, it was like split up into three chunks, but that's how I did it. And I only turned on the subtitles once when he was talking to that Indian okay. lady uh, because she said something and I, I didn't know what she said. So I had to listen to it a couple right. of times. I was like, oh, fucking fine. I'll turn on the fucking <laughs> text thing. <laughs> so I read that one line of dialogue. I was like, oh, okay. I'm out here. of here. So turn it back on. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like outside of cat. Everyone else has like weird names. Uh-huh. Well, I guess Neil. But do you know the thing about Neil? And like What about, well, we'll about Obviously spoilers him. He's a spoilers in this, this. Yeah,
0: we should just blanket spoilers for everything on
1: yeah. this point forward, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh so I I've watched like three YouTube videos about this fucking movie. Oh, okay. Just be like, someone explain right. this to me. <laughs> so you were intrigued you enough know? for that, for the show at least. Well, yeah. D- just, yeah, just so you have someone to talk to, you know? <laughs> You're like, otherwise I have a blank wall, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I <so> was like, <laughs> I don't get it, dude. But uh, this one video I watched, uh, it was like, I don't know, 15 minutes long or whatever. This guy was walking you through the plot and like the timeline and how the timeline right. is like different for everyone because they like intersect at different points. But um he was talking about how Neil is actually Cat's son, Max, and his, uh, that's his full name is Maximilian, and that if you lop off the oh. last four letters of Maximilian and you flip it around, <laughs> it's Neil. See, I'm like, dude, uh, I stretch. don't know about this. I feel like
0: this is some like, conspiracy theory <laughs> bullshit. So anyways, yeah, the Earth is flat, mm-hmm, and man. then Neil is Max. I had, I only heard about that in the last few days when I also was watching some videos and read some articles trying to explain things. And they said, that's a, that's a prevailing fan theory out there. Um, I wouldn't yeah. mind it. I, I do like this movie. I, I like, okay. I wish it was better though. I wish it was shorter. I wish it was tighter. Um, I, yeah. I think it is, I think Nolan, I had heard he had this idea for like over 10 years. He spent like over five years on the script alone, just trying to work out all the intricacies. I think he did that. I think he did it well. I think his stuff is really confusing sometimes and I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. enough into this world and these characters that I would love to see a sequel. Like once you do get to the end and you realize the protagonist, John David Washington is actually the creator of Tenet in the future. And he's gone way back in the past and recruited Neil before. And like, you realize there's way more to the story there, like to his, his journey, mm-hmm. both of their journeys. And I wouldn't mind that he would, they would also loop back in her and that it would be the sun and blah, blah, blah. And like, that would kind of, be poetic makes sense you know for this story Mm -hmm. but i don't think we'll ever get a sequel to this i don't know that we really need one i just i am curious enough for more but uh i don't even know that i need like another three-hour movie you know so it would just be exhausting (laughs) to even think about
1: (laughs) yeah it was um i feel like with the time given because this movie is two and a half hours long uh, when i started it saturday night i was like oh god just something over like two hours just really like Grinds my gears, you know. As an old man, I'm just like, oh god, this is like a huge time commitment to me. And I'm like, if I don't understand this, right. it's really going to be miserable. And it was, <laughs> and it was, it it was like disappointing in that the massive amount of time given to this movie, they didn't make things more clear mm-hmm. as to what was going on. Right, right. And like, I I got like maybe three scenes into this movie, and I was like. What's happening? Right. <laughs> like, what? You get
0: lost That's pretty one. quick. I did that too,
1: yeah. Very quick. And at no point did I understand what was going on, why I should care about any of the characters. Matter of fact, the only character I actually liked and uh was rooting for was Cat mm-hmm. because I knew what she wanted. She wanted to see her son again. Perfect. Right. That's her motivation. You know, uh, nobody wants to have the world blow up with them on it, but you know, I need something a little bit beyond Mm -hmm. that for like personal characteristics because I couldn't tell what the motivations were for anybody else in this movie you know
0: yeah it is for so much of it is is obscured in shadow and then when you when you find out little bits and pieces of it and this movie has a lot of exposition like they have to like shove those in and, and it does I don't know I don't mind exposition it can feel lazy I don't. Again, I feel like he thought everything through, but I feel like even Nolan was like, "Oh, I gotta cut things down. Like I just have to have these people in a car, and they're just gonna talk for four minutes about plot because I have I I need people mm-hmm. to understand more." And it feels not even lazy in this movie. It just feels like a little hamfisted, just like a little much. Uh, and mm-hmm. until you get those moments, though, you're so confused that it's almost like jarring to even like try to understand. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. there's any way to understand this movie by yourself. I think you have to have those moments of explaining just for anybody to get it. And even then, I still don't quite get it, you know. And
1: I feel like this is the type of movie where... It's kind of like if a Gen Z person comes up to me and it's like, no, you don't understand. The Star Wars prequels are good because (laughs) it's like, I don't want to hear it. Whatever you're going to say, you're just wasting your breath. I feel like that's kind of the same attitude to people who are like, no, but if you watch it twice, then you'll get it. And I'm like, I feel like I have to got as much as I'm going to get from it. I'm not saying I would never watch this movie again, but you won't, you know, maybe as I get older uh, and I rewatch it. (laughs) and uh i have a a bit better of an understanding of the lay of the land than when i before i watched it at all maybe it will seep in a little bit more or something but as it stands right now i'm just like i don't know what there would be for me to get out of a rewatch at this point you know
0: yeah and um i don't know that you need to i i feel like i had Mm -hmm. enough i liked it enough to want to do that and even after the second time i i finished it right before the that we recorded the show here and even after that i was like once again i was like well fuck i'm i want to go back again i want to go back in oh because i just okay. want to understand but i also don't want to put that much time out for something that i've yeah. already seen twice in the last few days and uh i think i need mm-hmm. to give it a little bit of a breather again but i think i will revisit it uh, just because i am i'm i'm intrigued enough by the ideas of the time travel and how it all fits together i, I feel like i do need to watch like a ton more videos to explain it to myself though first
1: which is disappointing because there's so much exposition. Like you said, you wouldn't think that you would need to go back and rewatch it that many times. Like the matrix is a high, high sci-fi concept, Mm -hmm. but that movie explains everything so well. That's a good point. And and it, it it gives you a cold open. That's confusing enough, but also intriguing enough that you're like, okay, I just want to see where this is going. I want to see how they're going to explain this. And the Wachowskis do. And you're along for the ride, you kinda get like the basics of it. You know, in the, the second third movie they dive much deeper right. into that rabbit hole and it gets far more confusing. But I think in the first movie they do a great job. I feel like this movie had a chance to do that, but I don't know if Christopher Nolan was just like, I want to have a, a shitload of dialogue exposition in this. But also I just
0: am really the background <laughs> noise right now, you know? Helps me sleep. I want to include that, ocean you know? sounds, okay. <laughs> yeah that's, that's yeah. amazing i like that that actually works for like uh oh god what the fuck is it called the the one where they go in like the, the dreams and stuff inception that oh, one yeah. could that one actually i feel like was the start of people complaining about the sound mix but I, it was still good oh really uh, but that one you could have had ocean sound that would make total sense in the plot like oh someone's just mm-hmm. listening to that on a different level of sleep you know but uh, yeah, 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 he's really introduced mm-hmm. a lot here and I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I feel like he's gotten to a point where he's so, so big. He's such a big, well-known director. He can kind of do whatever he wants and it's mixed results. Uh I, I still think, like you mm-hmm. said, like this is a, a well done movie. Uh It's just, mm-hmm. it might not be for, a you know, one person or whatever, but um I feel like I have cared for his movies less and less as they've gone on. Like, uh, Memento, as you mentioned, your favorite of his is also a very confusing movie that goes all over the place, but it's way more entertaining than this one was. Yeah. And I feel like in his, his older age, um, it's almost like he's gotten more convoluted in a weird way. And, uh, I'm just not into it as much anymore.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Memento, I, I heard that before I watched Memento, and that was probably back in, I don't know, 2002 or something mm. like that when I first watched it. I heard Memento is like a real mind fuck. I was like, oh, okay, well, let me try this. And I watched it, and I loved it the first time through. Mm. I wasn't confused at all. Uh, I was fully into it, and the, the way that Memento chops up the different scenes, right. and then you like play them back or whatever, or the movie plays them back. And it just kind of judiciously doles out those bits of information. Right. Once you've got the full puzzle in front of you, you're like, oh wow, holy shit. Okay, this is fucking rad. And that's the type of thing that makes me want to go back and rewatch that movie, now knowing, you know, how it Mm -hmm. ends, and then being able to see like the full lay of the land, rewatching it and being like, Oh, okay, I see why the character is acting this way. I I just genuinely did not get anything like that for this because I I didn't know what the characters wanted to begin with. Like I don't know why the protagonist is a Doing what he's doing outside of his like, oh, this is what he gets paid to do. But I don't know why he was like right. so into helping Cat. Like, if they had like some type of romance or something, that'd be one thing. But they didn't even have that, and I, I don't know. I, I just couldn't figure out why
0: anyone was doing anything. And he in then, particular, yeah. Like from the from the get go, yeah. why is why is he into this? I I had to read the Wikipedia plot to even understand. That he I knew he was like in the CIA in the beginning. I thought yeah. the entire time he was in the CIA and that there was another group of the CIA that was tenant and they have that hand signal, you know, and stuff. But then I read online and they're like, oh, he was a CIA operative that the Kiev opera uh, was a, like a staged terrorist attack so that they could steal that stuff. And then he tries to kill himself with the pill, you know, when he's like captured yeah. and then he wakes up and it's like, he's, he's not really killed himself and it was all a test test and he passed and now he's in tenant. And I was like, what? And it wasn't until yeah. I read that that I'm like, Oh, he was like recruited out of the CIA for a new group, a third group called yeah. Tenet. And then, and then they go and then he has, but then why, why, why would you just be like, Oh, I'm a CIA like operative. But all of a sudden, I'm going to go with these people. I trust them for whatever reason. Like, there's so many parts of it. Mm -hmm. I just, I I agree with you. I don't understand, like, what is his motivation? And there was, it's a little bit video
1: gamey as well, because he meets these people, like you said, you know, he, he takes that pill, he wakes up, he's fine. Um, they tell him to go talk to one person who tells him to go talk to another person to go go talk to another person. (laughs) And we're like, it's the inception of just like having conversations with people and being told to go talk to someone else. Your princess is in another castle constantly. And then eventually he like makes it to uh, Sartor. Is that his name? Uh, Maybe it's like Sartor. I don't know. I call him (laughs) Sater. Sater? I I think you're right. I think I just got it wrong. Um, But then like, uh, yeah, I just... I was like, I guess he's the bad guy. Well, obviously, he's got a Russian accent, oh, so yeah. he's going to be the bad, he's guy, the bad guy. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Zongi from Street Fighter is like the only Russian. <laughs> well, like America's like, I mean, you know? he's like
0: a Russian oligarch who is, you know, trying to ruin the world. And uh, interestingly, I also thought was, you know, this came out in in covid era and it was supposed to come out in 20. It came out in 2020, but it's come out earlier. But. The opening scene is the Kyiv Opera House in Ukraine. Yeah. And since then, they have been invaded by Russia. And I'm like, wow, what, what a weird. I know. Oh, wow. Was <laughs> this on the news? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, no. And so it's like it's weird that uh, I was like so weird. It was so weird to see like Kyiv be like a normal place, you know?
1: Yeah. As a quick aside, I, I was checking our podcast stats maybe a week or two ago, and I saw that we had a listen to the U- Ukraine, hey, hey, hey. and I was like, oh, I mean, I feel like
0: you guys are busy, but hey, thanks <laughs> for listening, you know? That was fun. <laughs> in support to it. Shout him. out to Ukraine, Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. it was interesting to see that, and then it now, this, you know, it, it feels like they saved the world, but the world keeps going bad, you know? And uh, But it happened yeah. in real life. Like, they were like, oh, we're here, and we saved the world. Oh, wait, Russia's going to invade, you know? Uh, yeah. crazy shit but um i uh it's kind of hard i have some notes but it's kind of hard like Same. even trying to explain I, amanda had never seen this with me and i i asked her i couldn't remember if she'd watched it the first time i watched it and she was like well what? i don't even know what it's about and i i it took me like five minutes to gather my thoughts to even like begin to tell someone like what what do you leave in and out if you're just trying to explain the plot of this basically and like you had mentioned you didn't see a trailer for this i don't i haven't seen one in years i don't remember what they first mm. played but the trailer obviously shows people moving backwards and it's all weird, but I don't think there's really any explanation about what's going on. I don't, I don't think that I knew there was really like a time travel sort of aspect to this or how it would work until I watched it. But there's so many characters and people involved. Like you said, like, it's just like, go talk to this person, go talk to that person. And they all, they're fairly important, but they could have, they could have been more concise, you know, made them into Mm -hmm. like one character instead of three or whatever. But, uh, it was difficult to explain it to her and like, I could see her gla- her eyes glaze over, you know, uh, as I was explaining it and just be like, I'm not into this at all. And I was like, I don't think you'd like it. So but I, that's what we're watching, you know, and but, yeah. uh, it's it's an inventive form of time travel. My note for that was that it works like kind of like a bungee. It's like snapping them back and forth in time. Like they have to you kind of get into the turnstile, you go back and you have to bungee back forward or you're just going to always forever be going backwards until you die and they have that's part of the plot where they're like well where do we find one a week ago oh we have one here blah 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 um and then i i wrote that note and then literally the next scene was when they bungee up that building and i was like do you remember that yeah. They like they like harpoon it they're gonna go uh, they're trying to find the the indian lady uh who they think mm-hmm. is a guy at the time but they're trying to get into that building and, and kill her or kill him or whatever get some answers and they bungee up there and I it's a cool looking scene uh he has obviously some some cool action elements and stuff but uh I was like man I'm, I feel like kind of I'm on the right track here with that note but a lot of the other stuff on there uh I don't know like it was the same kind of big things that his movies do but when you go they go even bigger in some ways but I just don't care for them like that scene in the dark night when that semi flips over is so yeah. fucking cool and in this one, they're yeah. like, I need I need four big trucks. One has to be a fire truck, one a semi-truck. And then you, you see it, and it's just like this slow-moving car chase weird it's, thing. It's very slow, yeah. But they're like, we have four I, trucks now, you know? And I was just like, what are you doing,
1: you know? I feel like in uh, Fast and Furious movies, they <laughs> would do yeah. something like that. But they would film it, but then, like, cut out some frames so it looks like it's moving much faster than go. it is. You know, just like a classic Hollywood type right, of right. thing. But in this, it's like, okay, guys, we're up to 33 right. miles an hour, you know, one for each Jesus or something like that. And it's like, it. this doesn't look that intense. And I don't it's know. Just I, I just didn't think I, none of this movie was exciting. It to just me. didn't work. Like, for like, it, none yeah, of yeah. It. yeah, it was it was weird. And I like when they win that turnstile thing, I was like, but how? And that, that was another thing. It's like one of the conversations he has with like person number four is that scientist lady. Mm. And she's talking about like the bullets. One of these is traveling through the future with us. The other one is traveling backwards in time, but, um, she goes on to explain it and he's like, huh? And she's like, don't try to understand it. Feel it yeah. or whatever. So it's like, Oh, okay. So we don't need to worry about yeah. it, but we do because that's like what so much of the exposition in this movie is about, you know, it's right. like, well, do you want us to not worry about it? Cause you keep bringing right. it up. It's like when you get in a fight with
0: your spouse, it's like, we were cool, but you keep bringing up bullshit. I don't understand the bullets too. That's actually probably the, the sticking point for me of not understanding this technology or, or it's kind of like the the linchpin in the movie to understand it all. And it's the that's the exposition part and to understand it. But I don't get it because they're saying that bullets move backwards. They have a wall full of bullets that he can then shoot yeah. at, but he's going to catch the bullet back in time. But I'm like, if that were the case, and then later on they shoot people with, with those bullets. But I'm like, you you would always know the bullet's going to be there because it's always going to be embedded in a wall or a person or whatever. It always will have to right. start there. And how, like, that doesn't make any, like, how does that work when you're moving backwards? Like, you'd always know where not to be by being able to look at that. Or if you were a shot person, wouldn't you already have the bullet in you? Like, how would it get there otherwise if it was reversed? I I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. They just go back. You you would think it would be embedded in something. You would know it would be embedded in a person or a wall or something. So I just I still don't understand that. And that's kind of the crux of understanding the entire thing.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of a crux for just draining the life out of a story as well. (laughs) Like if you have a if you have a weapon, whether it's a uh, the bullet from a gun or a sword blade or, you know, a, a fucking missile. Mm-hmm. But you, like, see the final resting place of that thing. You know, if, like, somebody, like, has their sword blade get broken off and it's just, like, on the ground. Well, that's just, it's done. Right. You know? <laughs> like, that's it. Like, if a bullet gets fired to a, a, a stone wall and is embedded in it, well, there it is. Right. I, like, it's, like, we've seen its life cycle of this just point. Just don't stand in front of it. Like, yeah, the the only time that really comes into play in a major way is when uh, Seder shoots his wife. Mm-hmm, right. Like he, he uh, what is it, like inverses a bullet right. through her or something like that? But also, like, wouldn't, I don't know that the bullet would still, like, go clean through that glass wall or
0: whatever after he fired it through her. That's the thing. It's like it's rewinding, so it's it's not that it has gone through the glass and then her. It always was moving through her to the glass. You're just seeing it in reverse. Like, a bullet smashing into the wall is going to, like, explode everywhere anyway. It's not going to be, like, a bullet anymore. It's going to be, like, fragments of bullet, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but they're going to rewind, so they will have been a single bullet before. But, but again, like, but you know it's in the glass. You know it's in that wall. Like, I don't... (laughs) I just feel like if it it shot
1: a person, I don't think it would embed that far into oh okay, the wall. Yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: so one of my notes was that um it has been rumored for a while that Christopher Nolan wanted to make a James Bond movie, and I okay. was intrigued by that. I think he's a great director. I mm-hmm. think that would be a really interesting thing for him to do, especially now that like they could go wherever you know that Daniel Craig's not Bond and everything, and who knows where they'll they'll go next but um, then I heard that this was kind of his version of a Bond movie. And when you think about it that way, it might not work that well for you, but I, I think it, the idea of it works, like it's, uh, it's about like a, an undercover agent and like, there's like a classic Russian villain and it's, it's not mm-hmm. very, um, it's it's more of a uh, a serious thing than like kind of the fun that Bond movies bring to it. Even the Daniel Craig ones that get more serious, like they still have like a vibe to them, a fun thing, you know. Like yeah. the action pieces are fun. Mm-hmm. This movie's not that much fun, but in particular, mm-hmm. the the scene as I rewatched it my my third time, um, this scene where they uh, they get the protagonist in that kitchen and they're like gonna beat him up, and then like, in a split second he just fucking brutalizes everybody in there ending with a cheese grater to the face <laughs> I was gonna say, Ooh, yeah. that seemed to me <laughs> that as, part was cool it's so good it, he looks i remember thinking like oh he's not british but i can totally see him as bond and i can totally see that yeah. this is like a bond movie to christopher nolan so did you notice any of that or how does that work for you now that you do know it? i guess <laughs> Yeah, I I had that thought. I was like, oh, I wonder what a uh, Chris Nolan Bond movie would be
1: like. I didn't realize that that's something that he had talked about Mm, previously, but I mean, it certainly makes sense. And that's another thing is this movie looks like a Christopher Nolan movie, like the color palettes, just like the cinematography overall. It looks like a Christopher Nolan movie, but also because I didn't enjoy it. I was I would have if I didn't know this was a Christopher Nolan movie. I would have thought, oh, this seems like whoever the director was was inspired right. by him, but not quite That's there. That's interesting. But it actually wasn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I thought the action scenes, like even the hand-to-hand mm-hmm. stuff, was just okay. Like I know some of it was filmed in reverse, and it seems like one yeah. of those things that people who are into film say, oh, no, but dude, like he shot this in reverse cool it's still boring (laughs) like i'm not not into it like the 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 way that they would swing their arms for a punch or whatever it looks like it's reversed and it just looks slower and it looks uh inconsequential Mm -hmm. and even like when somebody would land a punch that way it was like the the sound didn't sound Mm -hmm. great it didn't sound like it had like a big impact um i don't know like it just didn't
0: quite work yeah (laughs) one quite there Okay, what do you think about the uh, the reveal towards the end of why this is all happening that uh, the in the future they have created this device to go back in time and then someone a new scientist has created a larger device that can you know change the uh, entropy of the entire world so everybody would move him backwards. And then it's revealed that that reason is is climate change essentially. it is uh, we've ruined the planet for mm. our, our future generations. And so they are they are coming back to when the sun was shining and the oceans didn't rise, and they're uh, they are trying to take it over, basically. Um, again, as a Bond villain, it kind of works. It's like outlandish. Yeah. It's kind of silly, but they, uh-huh. they present it so seriously, and I think climate change is obviously a very serious problem. Uh, I thought that was uh-huh. an interesting reveal, but also I'm still not sure what I think about it. So... Is that really in the movie? Yeah. About the climate change? Oh, wow. It's the scene... Oh, boy. Because I just watched it, so... Uh, you yeah. get bits and pieces, you know, like, obviously they did it in the future and they're coming back and everything. But you don't really know why it's uh, mm-hmm. right before Sater is killed by his wife when they're they're doing the simultaneous mission uh, at Stalsk 12. And then he's on the boat with his wife and he gets on the phone and they hang the phone up for uh, the protagonist to hear him when they're like about to, to win the day. And he's like, you're not going to win the day. I know about all of this, blah, blah, blah. And he tells him that that's when he gives another exposition part. And he tells them that our our grandchildren and, and their grandchildren are basically the, the oceans rose, uh, wildfires took over like they are not clean air. And so they're coming back. The only place they have to go is the past. Like so instead of a an arc to get off the planet in the future, that that kind of sci fi movie, they're doing a reverse time travel thing. And the goal is to change the entire world to go backwards so that they would be able to be moving forwards forward feeling I guess, right? They, they would be moving the direction the world is moving. It wouldn't feel bad. It would feel like uh, not like they're going against the grain, but they're going with the grain. And that would ruin our world though, because we wouldn't be able to move forward anymore. So that's kind of the that's kind of how it's laid out. I hate all of this. <laughs> uh, all of
1: that is stupid. Like I get your face is I, so I, funny. <laughs> I, I kinda get it, but like like I'm all about uh any any type of media uh, climbing on board the bandwagon of like, oh shit, climate change is like we are as a species, uh we're going to be sincerely like fucked mm-hmm. up if we don't get the shit under control, so I'm totally on board with that. Hey, bring back captain planet let's let's do what something Shut up right the of this fucking movie. Oh, could you? Uh, Eleven out of ten, Stephen. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine after all that you like? I'm changing my mind on it now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, oh, you know what? This makes sense to me. This gives me something to grasp onto. The little Indian kid with the fucking heart. Oh my god. Okay. I wish this movie had some heart. You yeah, a little bit. Um. Wow. That that really blows my mind, but also disappoints me greatly. <laughs> it really does. Like. Um. Geez. How to how to pick that one apart? Mm-hmm. That's. Uh. I i i kind of like the the idea of there being some type of um magic thing that they're like trying to chase down you know the uh um god what do you call that like the not a uh, not a red herring is that what you're thinking but uh, that's that's literally what i was going uh, to say i was like uh, there There we go oh my god Oh, a McMuffin that sausage cheese McGuffin. Oh, uh-huh. it tastes. <laughs> we both went there. <laughs> oh, <so laughs> I believe we've done that joke before. It works though. But it's been a couple of years, you know. This is the tenet of that joke, right? Um, yeah, like I I like the idea of it, but I didn't realize what that little like it looks like a a square little like metal version of stacked Tupperware lids, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That he was chasing down I was like, I don't even know what the fuck this right. is. I don't know why anyone wants this. I do not care. Right, <laughs> right. And it lost so like when you. Yeah. yeah. And then like by the time fucking Quicksilver gets to the end of the movie and he puts all that shit together and it's just like some clunky ass looking staff or whatever. I'm like, oh, alright, I guess. <laughs> it looks and pretty they fucking like, stupid. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. I mean, I felt like it like he assembles it and then it it like turns on and then like parts of it like move or it didn't do something. Anything, yeah. Just to be like visually interesting in some way. Right. But no, it's just like, you know, we got the lid from a blender. <laughs> uh, we got a, a, a mop handle. It's just like a bunch of
0: random shit. Um, yeah, it looked, yeah. uh, you know what a drive train looks like? I think that's what I'm thinking of. I'm not a huge yeah. car guy. It looked like that. It just looked like car pieces to me kind of shoved <laughs> together. And then it doesn't do anything though. Like, they get it like they get there. It's like right at the last moment that I'm like, it doesn't beep or like glow or anything like they I think
1: the the problem with this movie, especially the ending, is that they didn't have Optimus Prime come mm. in off screen and be like, hey, give me that. Take it out of it's QuickSilver's dick. hand. hand. Like, that's my dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we both got there at the same time, too. I'm sorry to jump on that joke. <laughs> no, <dude. Holy> shit. <laughs> it just popped in my head the second you said that. i was yeah, like, wait, of course, that's yeah. what it would look like. Kind of yeah. a corkscrew looking motherfucker.
1: Joker. Jesus Christ. Yeah. His uh, uh his prime cloaca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um so my my last note really is that uh in at the end, uh one of my favorite scenes is the very end, and it again is another exposition scene, but it is one that it's this is this is the reason that I like I like to go back and rewatch it because Robert Pattinson, you find out has been so integral to a lot of the things and he knew more about it. And he, and he tells the protagonist that he'd actually found him a long time ago and recruited him. And they've been on lots of adventures. Um, and yeah. I just love that scene, the way it's played out. I wanted to play a, a quick snippet of the score, which is by, uh, Ludwig, Ludwig, uh, Goranson, who does the uh, Mandalorian score.
1: Um, and I love him but
0: this one to me I'll I'll see if I I don't know if I can find like the the alternate version I'm thinking of of this but the music that plays in the background is just kind of like a like an acoustic guitar just like playing this like soft riff and it makes me think of Top Gun like when Goose dies oh yeah and it just has this like cool melancholy feel to it that uh, I just thought really worked with like Pattinson's delivery of that moment and everything and it just has this like good vibe that makes me more it's because it makes me think of another movie that I like a lot which is Top Gun so uh, (laughs) but it worked like it it channeled me there a little bit um so yeah that's my last thing though so uh how many thumbs up for you on this one um we'll get there (laughs) um as
1: I was watching the movie I did find myself noticing the score Mm. and I was like wow I'm really like this is more prominent to me than I've thought of in right. movies from the past that I've watched. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's just something like I'm getting more into so I notice it more. And I was like, oh, no, it's just because the score is the loudest thing <laughs> that you're hearing at any and all times outside of the background noise. So it's like uh, film score, background noise, you know— uh, Day right. player extras, right. and then you know, the lead actors. <laughs> that was the the hierarchy of of sounds.
0: It's and pretty this. amazing because I'm not I'm not really great with sounds. Like I don't have the really greatest ears. I don't think I'd be a, a super mixer. But uh, I like the idea. Like we've talked recently, I'm getting into music again, and I'm so more, so much yeah. more curious about the recording process. And then once you've recorded it, you have to mix it. And like, what do you make prominent? What what has overtaken yeah. the parts? And and movies do that on an even crazier scale, you know, like a song can have, you know, 64 tracks or whatever that you're all mixing, but movies can have fucking hundreds, you know, with all those even details and stuff. Well, this is like, uh, when you were doing last year's
1: 2022 twenty-two's Halloween episode and you were putting the sound effects together and I was like, Steven, let me do you a favor. Let me, let me get you the sound of a jack oh, right. going into right. a fireplace because <laughs> I workshopped that sound effect for such go. a long time. I was like, hey, just in case you right. need this, let me let me give this that to you. Yeah, perfect. I mean, you you pull up YouTube and you type in jack olantern lantern being <laughs> tossed in a fire, and there's nothing,
0: you know? There's nothing. <laughs> you should put yours out there for people to have. I you really should. should. I mean really that. should. A trademark yeah. that. Make
1: some money off this for fucking sure, thing, you sure. know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, that's, that's the importance of uh, sound effects and how they're made. It did seem... Uh, Cool, kind of like whenever guns would fire, but it was people uh, inverted firing Mm -hmm. guns. The the sound effect was like reversed, right? But maybe also like stylized or something like that. So that was kind of neat. I don't know. None of the background stuff really impressed me Mm -hmm. much. You know, I'm like Shania Twain in that way, Stephen.
0: It don't impress you much. That's mm-hmm. true. Very I almost true. jumped in your joke a again, dude. <laughs> no, you're good. I almost started singing that before you said Shania Twain. I was like, you got me. Uh, you got me again, man. Who do you think you are? <laughs> p- <laughs> he could have helped this movie. He would have been in the background. He could have, I mean, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> he, did, <laughs> he did that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think recording two this episodes in a, nap, in, a, in a day, we really get in sync with each other, you know? <laughs> Well, look. uh, When we're
1: talking about a movie where things happen uh, going forward and reverse, it it only makes sense uh, that you'd lead me to it. Fantastic. Um, I was uh, surprised and delighted to see Michael Caine in this movie. You know, he just made an appearance on our show. He did not long ago. ago. Yeah, and uh, I was I was excited to see him here. Uh, I kind of wondered if that would be the case because he was in you know the Nolan Batman movies and then Inception and some other Nolan stuff. And then, to shock and dismay for me, uh, they had to have him chewing food mm-hmm. as he was talking the entire time. The loudest time. thing in the scene. <sighs> <laughs> it was like the the clearest version of dialogue in this movie. And it's just him. I was eating my bangers and mash now, is not it? And he's just entire time mouthful of food, just talking to the protagonist relaying information you know more exposition of right. course
0: he's just sitting down the whole time what an easy day on set for this him. is an interesting conversation too with the sound because another per, another filmmaker uh modern filmmaker that uses sound in interesting ways loud bombastic ways is uh david fincher in particular there's a scene in the hmm. social network where uh justin timberlake as the i forgot what his name is but the napster creator He's, like, talking to Mark Zuckerberg and his club, and the music... Wait, didn't he create MySpace? Wait, no. Napster. No? Justin Timberlake's character? Sean? Yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake bought MySpace oh <laughs> is that okay. what you're <laughs> yeah yeah reality and fiction
1: were <laughs> right. colliding in my brain yeah uh, which i yeah, yeah i honestly right.
0: thought if anybody could revive myspace it's fucking jt but then he nothing's happened with mm-hmm. it i don't know i heard he was even gonna be like more because you know you could put like songs on your on your page or whatever it was gonna be like more musically yeah. inclined but then i haven't heard anything since mm-hmm. that so uh maybe he just spent like millions of dollars and like nothing happened i don't know uh he looked at his wallet and said bye 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 oh man get out of here uh mm-hmm. sean parker i think is his name I think right. so. so he's, sounds right. They're in a club mm-hmm. and he's just talking, whatever. But the way they do the sound is the, the music sounds like a fucking club. Like when you go in there, you can't hear people speak. The music is just like, right. thump, boom, thump, 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 And then they have to like shout at each other. And apparently that's the way they filmed it. Like usually on a film scene, like people, there's like no music. They're just kind of shuffling in the background and acting like they're dancing so that you can mm-hmm. capture the dialogue. But i don't know how they actually filmed that but they're clearly like screaming it at each other but but it sounds real and you can hear them still like they do a good enough job to to cut through the noise so you can understand their dialogue and it's a quick scene amongst many other scenes that don't have that and so i feel like that's a much better way but nolan has gone and been like oh i'm gonna do the entire fucking movie that way like in the real world sounds are really loud and you have to like struggle and stuff but it's also like we're able to tune things out as we're actually interacting with the world and other people and in the movie you just get it all as one tone and it's just too much to parse I think uh, for our brains
1: well I felt like the chewing was going to be some type of clue about what was going to happen I was dreading Michael (laughs) Caine just like spinning food onto a plate like reverse eating it or something
0: you know (laughs) missed opportunity if you ask me man yeah uh, this uh, is fun because you had mentioned like that, that tape recording thing, like switching your voice around or whatever. Um, yeah. M- one of my favorite memories of my my dad, like a memory that he's told me or whatever, one of my favorite stories is uh, whenever his, he was younger and his uncles and his dad got their first um, like film camera, like an eight millimeter film oh, camera, yeah. like back in like the sixties or something. And the first thing they all did, and we have all these great old family, uh, old family movies of it is they'll they'll like mm. film each other's but yes right You've, i've uh-huh. shown you one yeah. or two of them but there's a whole collection it's Oh my, my God. I have so many unanswered questions Amazing. this is yeah. wonderful yeah no, but the first thing they would do uh they would like get a pitcher of water or milk and like and just drink it so that they could reverse it and play it back that was the entire <laughs> thing that, they, that was like why they got a film camera they were so excited about it and i love these old videos yeah. of that so that's like a thing i think in our brains it's just kind of fun to see the world that way uh, but this could have yeah. been a fun movie, and instead, it's a very somber movie, and and rightly so for the story, I guess. But that doesn't make for a very entertaining viewing either.
1: Yeah, it was just I, I felt like there were so many locations right. I never quite understood where we were. There, were, uh, like the the scene with the the fire truck where they're doing that like slow moving like glacial right. heist, you know. Um, I th- I thought that was like in England or something. And maybe it was. Yeah, I don't even know. But the steering wheel was on the American side of That's the car. Up. And like the roads were going that direction as well. So I'm like, wait, where are we? I I just couldn't figure out. Like I I at no point during this movie did I have my bearings right. and I was just like, I don't I'm just passively watching images on a screen at this point. I don't I don't know what to tell. Uh, you.
0: Apparently they filmed in like six countries. Uh that was kind of the goals, like an international production, international cast. I mean, all the diversity is great but the the trying to get your bearings is right. I feel like, again, though, that is Nolan's goal. Like, he wants you to have that feeling because that's what the protagonist is feeling, but that's not yeah. fun as an audience member, and, and it, it can be a fun puzzle, but it's not. Like, it doesn't he, work.
1: Yeah. I I feel like having... Like, you make the protagonist Jubilee from the X-Men cartoon, right? Already like, better. he should be our our eyes through this new mm-hmm. world. And sure, like, maybe there's some like the the conversation he has with the scientist, where she's explaining the the different bullets, like, okay, that, that probably needs to be in there just so we have a a general Mm -hmm. idea of of what to expect, but there should be a lot more scenes of him just being like, wait, what, what is happening? (laughs) Like he he he's really like be blown away a lot more instead of just immediately going along with stuff. I just, I don't know. It just seems like information is given and then it's just immediately accepted. And then they kind of move on from there. And then, Later on in the movie, where we find out that uh, when they were going through that, that base and there were already fired bullets through the glass, and he, he uh, some like SWAT guy comes out and like forward or re- reverse fights him, and then later on we figure out that was him in disguise oh, fighting right, himself, right. and I was just like, by that point that's cool. like okay, I was just I don't <laughs> and about.
0: that's the one that I don't, confuses I don't even know what he's doing the most yeah. know, I'm like, but how did he get there How did they not I don't what <laughs> And there's like a reverse explosion. Yeah. And that's how he got in the building. But now it's sucking him out. Not sucking him off. Different movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah, that's penis. Oh, is, uh, is what that movie is. Yeah. Could have been a much better movie. Um, yeah, well. So, yeah, we had we had some thoughts about this one for sure. Uh, did you have any other mm. notes that you wanted to hit? I'm mostly talked out of the movie, I think. Uh, Let's see here. So, <laughs> I, I made a note. I guess
1: technically uh the way this movie was made is cool like having a bunch of stuff uh like the action scenes filmed in reverse and um kind of revisiting scenes from earlier like generally that is kind of a cool idea but it's also kind of just like we filmed this part backwards and then played it forward isn't that wild (laughs) like that's i guess i guess so um and then there was a a scene where, like, a building exploded, or it was, like, reassembling, mm-hmm. but then somebody fired a rocket at it, so after it was reassembled, it knocked out that, like, middle layer, and then it collapsed mm-hmm. again, and it was supposed to be a distraction. But then I saw the, the building, like, shake as if it were, like, a 1960 Toho Godzilla oh, movie. Yeah. It was just, like, cardboard or something, it was just like, I... That feels so out of place in this this type of movie, you know. That
0: scene was really confusing too, because they that's the first time maybe that they edit or that I noticed it. I guess that that blowing at the building in particular, because there's like the backwards moving, the inverted team blows it up one way, and the regular team blows it up another way at the same time. But yeah. they edit between the two realities, so you sometimes see the building re- redo and like the smoke go back, and then sometimes you see it go forward, like over and over again within the scenes and it was so jarring to understand like what was happening i get the building fell down yeah. but like who's seeing what and what now like where are you at like were they
1: supposed to cut co- like color coordinate those soldiers to tell who was going forward who was
0: going backward is yeah. that why some of them had blue and some had yeah, red? The blue were inverted the red were regular so that the blue oh. finished their job and then got to tell everybody the like what happened so they had like that that benefit of the foresight Did you catch that? Huh. (laughs) 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 By that point, it's so long into the movie, and there's been so much told. Like, if you're not into Mm -hmm. it, especially, it's just like, what? Like, it's tiring, if anything. Mm But, Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Uh, uh so you had you really know. liked it clearly you're going to watch it all the time. <laughs> I
1: just it's just going to be on a constant right. loop in my house. Why not? Let's <laughs> fucking do this, you know? I don't know, it just like I felt so good about watching or rewatching Looper oh, yeah. and then Edge of Tomorrow. I was like, "Oh, I'm kind of like feeling time mm-hmm. travel sci-fi stuff right now." And then I watched this movie. I was like, "But am I though?" Right. <laughs>
0: The the results may not surprise I you. I feel like uh, I like this too. We've been talking about for recording episodes, not not putting everything in together. Like you have to watch a bunch of time travel movies every month, or like oh in one month, or like right. Marvel stuff every month. Just kind of throw them out here and there, because um, I love time travel stuff, and I think it'd be fun to kind of revisit these as as you can, as you feel up to it. But um, I did have my last note. I didn't say it earlier, but I did have a note about I think. Uh, the Netflix German Netflix TV show Dark that I it's one of my favorite shows of all time mm. um, is mm. a much beta, better time travel crazy show that works a lot better where you revisit people and stuff, but it has that breathing room. But mm. I mean, obviously, it's much longer. Um, it's a yeah. TV show and there's like multiple seasons of it, but. Um, you get a little breathing room with it too and uh so i like that and then yeah. another movie i was curious if you'd ever seen but i would suggest for a future watch for our time travel stuff is primer uh you ever seen primer, primer. before
1: um i saw optimus primer's dick in the end of this movie sorry <laughs> <laughs> what are talking about yeah you know uh, <laughs> i don't
0: believe so primer is no. a 2004 movie um super okay. super low budget um I'm trying to see right now if uh, if it says $840 or no, $7,000 budget. Uh, Super cheap. But uh, it's by this guy named Shane Carruth. uh, I'm not trying to say that, but um, it's phenomenal. It's so good. I would hate to pump it up too much for you, but it it is so cheaply made and it has a lot of the same like, rehashing of the same kind of scenes and like where the people are involved and stuff, but it is much more intriguing than this. And they spent $200 million on this movie. Uh, there's not a lot of action in it. It's just like basically, mostly mostly yeah. the like two friends that are time traveling, but, um, but it has such a better plot and the, the intricacies on that work so much better. So I would suggest primer for a future one for us for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I remember seeing the like cover right to primer before where it's, uh, like, primers written out in cables and whatnot
0: and there's a bunch of stuff i still haven't seen there's a movie called time crimes that people seem to really like um time crimes cool name right yeah Uh, better than tenant but um i still don't know what tenant means it's just that it's a palindrome like that's okay i get it but like what like i mean i I looked it up too and it's like whatever but Yeah, just for a title, I still feel like meh about it. But, um, yeah, Mm. I think there are better time travel things out there. I still am intrigued by this one. Totally don't fault you for not being that into it. Uh, I'm not even that into it. I just sometimes I I just get in that mode, you know. I, I wanted to like it. Like, even as I was, you know, on my way
1: two thirds through this movie, I was like, well, maybe they'll explain it later and I'll get it. And they never did, and then by the time I got toward the last hour of the movie, I was just like, well, we just got to get through this to get to the podcast, so, you know, it happens sometimes. That is okay, though. Uh, Again, I don't think it's bad, it's just not for me, and it's, uh,
0: you know, mainly incoherent. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough, man. Uh, All right, so, obviously, we discussed a little bit that coming up on Easter Sunday, we have Mm -hmm. a special episode with uh, some special guests, and we are reviewing Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ Superstar, so that will be really fun. Yeah. So definitely come check that out. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, this is real. <laughs> this is real
1: as real as the, uh, passion of the Christ episodes last oh, yeah, Easter, man. you know, in 2022. So it's already recorded. It's on the books. Right. I, I believe we're, uh, three episodes, uh, on the books already for
0: april good man we're good for us we're just here on april 2nd right hey (laughs) we're doing pretty great man uh (laughs) so that airs uh sunday instead of our usual tuesday that airs sunday the 9th so uh definitely check that out and then episode 299 we're gonna do uh airs on tuesday the 11th we're gonna do snowpiercer that's what we decided snowpiercer snowpiercer starring
1: captain america as the titular piercer Oh man
0: Hmm, interesting That's uh, that's going to change my view hey, a little bit. Hey, anyone seen Frosty the Snowman? Where's he <laughs> yeah, at? I will get that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I told you, and I'll, I'll mention it there. Uh, the first time I watched this, it was like okay to me. And then I had a hankering to watch it again, and I did. And then now I've watched it a bunch of times, and it's really grown on me. So uh, we kind of just mm-hmm. wanted to give like a one-off movie out there, and we both decided on this one. So I'm, I'm pumped for that one. I think also after watching a movie good that time. neither of us were really that into with Tenet, um, it'll be good to have a movie we both know a little bit more and that we like going into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I remember liking Snowpiercer the first time I watched it. Uh, so I'm I'm eager to rewatch oh, it. This came out in 2013. Yeah, Ooh, just one okay. time. Okay, one time. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm mm-hmm. excited about that, and that'd be fun. So, yeah. Evidently, people liked it enough that they had like multiple seasons of. Oh, that's right. Uh, a Snowpiercer TV show on TV about that. I think uh uh fucking. It, it went elsewhere thanks to HBO's oh. or uh, Warner Brothers scratch and dent cell. It was like everything that's not Guy Fietti needs to get out of here, you know? Uh, But uh, it is out there and available to stream. It uh, turns out I like own the movie already, but it is uh, streaming on uh, here in the States on Fubo TV. Good fucking luck with that. It's on Showtime Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, maybe some other places, you know, check out that. Just watch app. Oh, yeah. What's uh, in your neighborhood, you know, but indeed. uh, Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching this. Yeah.
0: So uh, definitely come back for those two episodes coming up. And then uh, if you'd like to contact us. All the infos in the show notes, uh, Twitter and Instagram are the best ways. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps if you do so feel inclined. Five stars is always appreciated. Mm. Anything less than that, absolutely, no longer are friends with us. Um, <laughs> other than that, tell your friends so more people can find Please. us and then we can uh, become unfriends later on if they also give us bad review. And uh, yeah, I had a blast today, even though this movie wasn't as much fun. It was a lot of fun to talk to you about it. So that's that's yeah. the goal. It, it, that's the ticket to Damn the straight, show. Damn straight, man. You know?
1: Absolutely. And uh, again, listeners, if uh, if you're listening to this on the normal Tuesday when it comes out, go back an episode. Listen to episode 296 yeah. with Liz and Allison. It's a fantastic episode and uh, super fun. And uh, we're super appreciative to have them help
0: us out on our April Fool's Day 2023 Ooh, episode. I love it. So great. Um, yeah, great times, yeah. man. So come back Sunday for Jesus Christ Superstar. Come back next Tuesday for Snowpiercer. And uh, uh-huh. they're basically the same movie, but we, we're, we're going to separate them out. So uh, definitely intriguing. Mm-hmm. For that, but uh, I had a blast, man. Uh, a lot of fun with you today. So I definitely come back next week, everybody. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brennett. <laughs> <laughs> He's saving up the whole fucking time. <laughs> and let's talk later.
1: You're right, it is recording, Stephen. <gasps> Yeah, we yeah. Are you yeah, stuck, stuck in, in this from the future? Going backwards.
0: <laughs> you know, they, well, I guess we could talk about that, but they joke in the, uh, uh, people joke about Nolan's movies being hard to hear. And it's mm-hmm. like he does that on purpose sometimes with the sound design. But what if he had made his actors all speak backwards like that? And they're like, people are like, I literally can't hear. I can't understand this.
1: <laughs> I kind of wonder. Like, that was one of my favorite things when I was younger is I would, um, I had, like, a little a tape recorder, like, mm. on a cassette or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it had a microphone built into it. it was primarily a radio, but it had this little mic. That you could uh record your voice on. Yeah. And we found a way uh, using that to record my voice on a tape, we then took it out and then put it in uh fuck what was it, it was like some little like robot toy mm-hmm. where it had like four buttons on it and it would read you a story, but it was like multiple choice, and it would have you select uh one, two, or three. It was like two XL or something like that. Huh. I've never run this. Anyway. Thing. But like whenever you would do it, it would essentially like Depending on your selection, it would play the recording backwards, so you could hear your voice backwards. And I uh, figured out how to say my name backwards and shit. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, sneerb. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That, is that your name backwards? Yeah, sneer. Where's it, where's the
1: S coming? It not like you said the S sneerb. Oh sneerb. Tri- oh that's uh, the name of Lion nose cat from um, oh, Thundercats. No, oh, okay, I yeah. messed up. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's uh, maybe it's just because I like uh, hissed in my oh, okay. my uh, mm-hmm.
0: popper stopper for my microphone because you're a cat. Tenereb. Yeah, yeah. cat. Tenerb. Yeah. Can you? I I bet with the technology we have through GarageBand now would be even easier than using uh, the robot I looked up. But I do know what you're talking about two XL. He looks like a little. It, blue, is that what it's called? Blue, right, robot goes like, like this. Yeah, he's got his hand on his hips. Yeah. when he dips, we dip. Yeah. <laughs> we all did yeah uh i do remember that i don't remember having one but um yeah here we go oh these are all like all these pictures online are to buy it i don't want to buy it by tiger yeah that fella oh my goodness yeah he's dead
1: that one's dead you can't oh, see no. his eyeballs but like when he was like <laughs> on and popping his he had a little like red
0: eyes or whatever that's pretty great uh well, I it, did was. I did it was i didn't remember how it worked i had a, a teddy ruxpin when i was a kid oh yeah mm, yeah the uh it was the same robot they just covered it in fur but uh they, they will take us over anytime now yeah. i mean uh ai you mm-hmm. know it's just taking over the world so teddy ruxman's gonna rise from the grave man with 2xl by his side wow you're
1: gonna be in bed asleep just in the middle of the night you're gonna wake up teddy ruxman's gonna be looking at you saying
0: <laughs> like, hi
1: steven do you want to die tonight
0: <laughs> and then plus two XL. For- <laughs> yeah 2xl's like yes true or false you're like, no, I don't want it either With of them. <laughs> you have to choose.
1: True or false. Eat shit. Huh? What? Wait, that's not <laughs>
0: false. I don't.
1: I'm very good. I don't understand
0: the question. They haven't worked out all the kinks, you know, in chat. Yeah. GPP, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so they're still working at it, you know, but they, they have enough knowledge to take us over because I don't know if you've noticed, but, uh, collectively as a human race, we've gotten dumber. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, we, we put a puffy coat on the Pope and we were just like, well, Hey man, we did it. We did it. <laughs> we, dude. we done did it. <laughs> Can we, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I was going to say like, speaking of just like, uh, I guess saying words, I don't know, Stephen. I just mm-hmm. had to have some type of, uh, entry point here. Uh, how do you pronounce uh this specific word it's a uh, a sauce that one uses for like cooking but also you can use it as a um dipping sauce or something Okay uh it's spelled W O R C E S T E R S
0: H I R E Or chacha just higher hire I did de- 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did I I did I that's one of those words that whenever I say it in my head, I'm like, "Oh, I got this." And then I try to formulate it and my mm-hmm. mouth stumbles over everything. Yes, I do the exact you know? same thing. I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to nail this every
1: time." Right. I <laughs> fucking eat shit every time. <laughs> so, I guess the answer was true to XL. <laughs> so, I like it looks like it should be Worcestershire, mm-hmm. but I know it's like is it English or something right. where they pronounce
0: shire as sure? Shir? It's yeah. I've heard of that yeah. And I've heard that British people like on YouTube, you can watch British people make fun of Americans or eat American foods or whatever. You know all mm-hmm. kinds of things. And this is one in particular that I've heard that British people find extremely funny to hear Americans try to say because it mm-hmm. to them it's I it seems like it's fairly easy because a lot of their stuff does sound this way, but to mm. us it's like way way weird. <laughs> yeah. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Wor, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. That's Worcestershire. That's Worcestershire. How, Worcestershire. how I say it when i when i do worst well. sure. Worcestershire
1: uh give me your best toshire <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> i can't do that you know me <laughs> you get my worst and
1: that's it yeah not even the sirshire
0: no nope, not even that Just a man worst.
1: do you use that very often when cooking
0: oh i do yeah i use it for uh i have a great chicken marinade that i use for like oh. chicken sandwiches like grilled chicken mm-hmm. sandwiches and it has like soy sauce and worcestershire and brown sugar and lemon and go. all kinds of good stuff. So yeah, oh I, my god. I keep it around for that. And then Amanda's family is all about using that. Uh, like growing up, making steaks. If we ever made them, like uh, mm-hmm. my dad wouldn't season them very much, whatever. Like he's a good griller and stuff. So that's all it really took. But uh, Amanda's family is all about Worcestershire, putting that on a steak, and then uh, and then grilling it. Mm-hmm. It's always part of their their routine, and it's good. I like it. What about yeah. you? I, oh
1: my god, I love it. It's like savory <laughs> hit you right in the fucking jowls. You know? Oh, I love that. It's really good. It's difficult to pronounce, but like especially right, after so you eat it, because your jaw is just like throbbing mm-hmm. from the 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 tangy. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? The tangy uh, savory juice. Savory juice. Oh, this tangy savory <laughs> oh, juice. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, i'm sorry what do I'm you uh, what do you use it on because you don't cook a lot yourself right is this something you guys use no. for marinades or do you just put it on a saltine cracker i don't know how you eat what's up yeah you know bowl of
1: cereal uh it's oh, okay. great oh so good so fucking good dude just the way it absorbs <laughs> that brown liquid oh so. you do love brown honestly it's brown. great you know <laughs> Uh, you know, like every once in a while we'll have uh steaks, or sometimes my wife will like make hamburgers or something oh yeah, and include yeah. that
0: in the hamburger's meat. a good one for it, yeah yeah, not yeah, for me you obviously. would know, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. but I do I do use that again, yeah, they Amanda's <laughs> uh, family taught me that as well,
1: yeah, yeah, interesting for sure interesting. yeah uh yeah. for sure, Worcestershire, for sure, Worcestershire, <laughs> yeah, We should do a commercial for them it would do it's just us in front of a, a marker board, just like try to like break down the syllables yeah, right. of this fucking thing, you
0: know? <laughs> it's like where does the worsher, Worsher, sure, where does that part? That first, not the shure at the end, or the shire, but the how do you get W-O-R-C into Worsh? Yeah, it sounds like there's a, a silent S T in there, like a right. silent street. Like yeah, a, borscht. a borscht. A oh yeah. You know? Oh my god. That's what I call Frosted Flakes with Worcestershire on it. Borscht. Burst. Yeah. burst, 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 burst. 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 <laughs> I do have to say, uh, this is our second recording of the day, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you said you were wired, I was tired, I'm wired now from the discussion, but... Uh, and I'm coming down. It's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> but it's all going to get weird from here, basically. Oh point. yeah, so, absolutely, 100%. Uh, do you think... It would be beneficial to our show and ourselves and our psyche mm-hmm. and, and feeling good about ourselves if we used, yep. wor- wor- oh, damn it, see, I was yep. doing it in my brain, and I was like, I mm-hmm. got this, and then I stumble yep. all over it. Do you think we could use Worcestershire as our sync word today? Worcestershire? Worcestershire we can, Stephen. <sighs> Excellent. Most mm-hmm. most great.
1: All right, all right, so uh, that word, to sync, <laughs> on three, one, two, three, Worcestershire. Worcestershire oh my god i had to just shut off i had to <laughs> right. sorry, shut down my body just <laughs> <laughs> have my brain and my mouth moving and that was it Worst like from it. the makers of best assure you ever yes. had that best assure uh no it's terrible
0: honestly wow. it's fucking
1: terrible best assure is the worst assure for
0: sure i i kind of like it oh mm. really yeah i mean it's it's less savory it's more um uh what's what is that um that taste in there it's uh It's like it's like a a frosted mini wheats. Yeah. See, and I love that. Right. I love that.
1: But I think where it loses me is the uh, boysenberry Mm -hmm. uh, reduction sauce mixed with uh, the uh, turnip fibers. Oh, you know you don't like turnip fibers. Well, it's not that. It's just I don't think they mix well with the included tree bark because that's just like it's got to be in season to be good. You know
0: yeah that's true uh and mm. it, it really i mean if they bottle it well and you get it fresh that's a different story but yeah i mean mm-hmm. if you get it fresh you're not even going to taste
1: the goose cloaca right <laughs> which is the the, the honestly, best part like the, 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 yes, the the best part is the juiciest part oh, for sure definitely
0: mm-hmm. corkscrew is yeah. part mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know a bottle of wine with it
0: oh yeah it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good times I just imagine a goose or a duck be like, what? (laughs) You're going to do (laughs) what? Hello.
1: (laughs) This is a horrifying (laughs) space to go back to. I was doing this sound. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, right? (laughs) Creepy. It was. yeah. Yeah, I like that. L P A M.